everybody, this is Everett Shipman. Welcome to the Maximize Your Mind podcast, where we develop the mentality necessary to forge fitness and lifestyle to achieve anything that you want from life. And welcome, welcome, welcome everybody back to the Maximize Your Mind podcast. I'm your host, Ever Shipman. I'm back like I never left. Excited to be with you guys. I mean, there's been so much going on these last few weeks, and I'm just excited to be back streaming to you in your living rooms, in your in your offices, in your gyms, in your places of enjoyment. Maybe you're out running. Listen, I'm excited to be back with you guys on today. So, of course, today I'm going to share with you a few updates, kind of give you a little bit of what's been going on. Um, Because I think the last time I talked to you guys, it was actually before the Spartan race, which was a few weeks ago now. So um, just to briefly catch you guys up, um, immediately after the race, I definitely came down with an illness and it took me out for about a couple weeks um, before the illness completely left my body and I was congested and, you know, going through coughing spells. And I believe it was something that I picked up um, on the at the race, you know, I was doing a lot of high-fiving, a lot of interacting with, you know, people who may have possibly had germs or they just may have been in the air or what have you. Nonetheless, it took me out. Um, I didn't work out as much. I did work out, though. I kept the workouts going, didn't work out as much or as intense. Um, But um, after about five days, I could progressively feel myself getting better. And I learned something interesting about my body along the way. Um, which I already knew, but it's always fascinating anytime I see things in a different perspective. Um, and, and it's interesting, the correlation between rest and recovery, um, because I would, I would, during my sickness, I would get my eight hours of sleep and get up and have to cough everything out because I noticed that the beauty of the body is that while I'm sleeping, I'm not coughing. I'm not coughing, I'm not hacking, I'm not getting up. So I, in my mind, I figured while I'm asleep, the antibodies and all of the cells are doing the hard work to fight off the infection. And once that army of illness fighters gets up enough or recruits enough, you know, antibodies, now they have to spend the rest of the day fighting, which is why you can't just sleep through your sickness. You have to get up. You have to get your, give your body the opportunity to put into action the antibodies it's been building up. Uh, through the night. So you get your you get your adequate seven, eight, nine hours of sleep. Your body is working. It's building up antibodies. Then during the day, you're coughing it all up. You're hacking it up. You're you're, you know, coughing and sneezing and doing all those sorts of things. And then you run out of antibodies. It's time to go back to sleep again. So it's a it's a wonderfully complimentary cycle that even in my sickness, I had the opportunity to Um, observe in action. That's not what I wanted to talk to you about today, though. Um, Also, um, something that happened is we finished our football season and we lost our first game in the playoffs. So that sucked. Um, It was definitely a letdown. However, we made it into the playoffs. We were actually leading. We were the number one seed. um, And then we did lose. However, during that game, towards the end of the game, your boy fell reaching out for a tack or for a flag that I ended up missing, but I slammed into the grass and uh, my shoulder definitely took a hit. And because of it, my shoulder was not, I was not able to function my shoulder um, like, like normal. 
And so I was not able to work out. That's another reason why my workouts were falling off, why I missed you guys. Uh, but I did schedule an appointment with a chiropractor and a sports medicine doctor for this coming Monday. So I will be able to know what is going on, how to rehab it. Uh, meanwhile, I have been better about getting into my workouts this week. And I hope you have too. Um, but now uh, I, I definitely I'm excited. Also, one more thing. I'm excited also, I started reading a new book. I'm going to share it with you guys later. A client actually recommended it to me, and I'm, I guess, about halfway in now. And it's a phenomenal book, a phenomenal read. We'll delve into it deep um, on, on next week. Um, so be on the lookout for that. But today we're going to talk about something that I find very interesting. I read an article, a very interesting article. And I wanted to let you guys know that regardless of how you feel, and people have many different thoughts about where they come from, their existence, all of those sorts of things. Your body type is not a life sentence. And I need you guys to know that, okay? So I'm going to say it again. Your body type is not a life sentence. I get that all the time, okay? I get that all the time. Now, I, um, um, so with that being said, with your body type, uh, understanding that your body type is not your sent is not a life sentence. Why should uh, any of this matter to you? Why should it matter that um, that I'm being observant about you know how your body, the interplay between your body, your antibodies, and fighting off germs and all of those sorts of things? Because many people coach themselves out of doing things in life, and of course, I always have a fitness perspective, but many people coach themselves out of doing things that they could be successful at because they have conditioned their mind to think the worst. All right, let's go back to the Spartan race, for example, okay? So I, I ran the Spartan race, but it's interesting because every time I've run a Spartan race, I meet several people who are running for the first time, right? And so while many people consider themselves fit and athletic, a huge portion of participants are beginners with no active lifestyle previously before the race, right? And so I'm convinced that your current level of fitness is not permanent. We finished our Spartan race, everybody on my team, beginners, novices, um, experts alike, we all finished in under an hour. So what, what does that mean for you? That means that regardless of what you've been doing the last five minutes, the last five years, the last five decades, you can be successful in a Spartan race or any other event or any other challenge that you put your mind to. If you decide you want to do it, just make it happen. Okay. Your body type is not a life sentence. Okay. I can't stress that enough on today. All right. And so I read a very compelling article about this very same idea and I'm going to run through it really quickly. You, you may have heard of the three generalized body types that exist, right? Endomorphs, ectomorphs, and mesomorphs, all right? Um, and so generally speaking, endomorphs are shorter, they're stockier, carry more fat, and they have naturally slower metabolisms. If that sounds like you, there is hope, okay? Just keep listening. But these are the people who may... Who, who struggle because in part of all the reasons I've just ma uh, mentioned, but because of what we have, uh, because of the metabolism functioning slower. All right. Ectomorphs, they are more narrow. Okay. With smaller muscles, longer bones compared to the muscles and with a very fast metabolism that makes it difficult to gain mass. Okay. These are the people who may appear 
uh, skinny as a stick. And it's always interesting because when an endomorph sees an ectomorph, whether you know that's what the term is, it's, oh my gosh, I would love to be like that person. And when the ectomorphs see the endomorphs, it's, oh my gosh, I'd like to put on weight like that person. All right. And so there's always this grass looking greener on the other side approach. All right. But regardless of your body type, there is hope. Okay. The last group, which are mesomorphs, they are somewhere in between endomorphs and ectomorphs, and they have medium structures, right? They have an athletic build, they have a very efficient metabolism, and that allows muscle gain and fat loss to occur with relative ease. And I can hear you in the audience, and most people, from my experience, this is not me uh, making uh, stereotypical judgments, most people um, ideally want to be in the mesomorph category. You know, that's the, that's the category where you see somebody and it, it seems like no matter what they eat, they just always seem to have a nice physique. They just always seem to be in shape. They just always seem to be. But there's a reason for that. There's a reason for that. And it's not just in the DNA. It's not just in the genetics that occurred before um, your birth. Okay, so years ago, Research was actually begun on this generalized labeling of body types, all right? And so long story short, the labeling is not static. It is not unmovable. It is not something that um, is true that you're born one way and that's it. Uh, that, that's actually preposterous. As humans, we are not incarcerated by some pre-birth factor that limits our ability to change our bodies and how they function. We are not that basic, okay? Get over it, because we are not that basic. We are much more complex, much more dynamic. Our bodies are highly adaptable and readily programmable. Okay, You are not hopelessly stuck being fat. You are not irreparably muscular beyond control. You are not okay, uh, uh, hopelessly thin or underweight for any reason whatsoever under the sun. I don't care what it is you've created in your mind. Okay, get that in your head. Our bodies, and this is what I want you to take if you don't take anything else from this podcast. This is what I want you to take away. Our bodies are a summation or a sum total of a vast array of social, mental, emotional disposition, geographic location, and lifestyle decisions that span your entire life. Not simply an unchangeable prenatal design feature. Your body type is not a life sentence. All right? Now, I'm not going to go deep into those particular areas that I mentioned, but just uh, case in point, geographic location is always interesting to me because I meet a lot of people who feel that they're obese beyond control, feel like they are overweight beyond control and that there's no way and they've been trying they've been struggling but the honest truth is I have not seen not one obese person I've not read about an obese person I've not learned about an obese person if you know of an obese person send me the article or the link but I do not know an obese person who lives in an underdeveloped country sad to say it and it might sound harsh but it's the truth 
All right. You don't have overweight, obese people in, in places and in countries where they're struggling to have food, where they're struggling to have clean water. No, your obesity and the epidemic of obesity in America is a, is a direct result and correlation with the affluence that we experience and with the richness and the, um, and the, the, the success that we experience here in the States. Okay, here in the States and wherever else you have uh, or are considered a leader in the uh, in the world, a developed country. Okay, first world country. All right. Obesity is a first world problem. It's a first world problem that can be solved if we put our minds to it. Okay, it's not something that is 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 dictated to us specifically because of how we were born. We could have taken the same exact body, the same exact parents, put them in another country, in an underdeveloped country, and I can almost guarantee you, it's a hypothetical scenario, but I can almost guarantee you, you would not be obese right now. You would not be. All right? Get that through your mind. Okay? So I'm going to say it again. Because our, our bodies are highly adaptable. They are readily programmed, programmable. And you're not hopelessly stuck in whatever condition you are. Our bodies, my body, your body is a direct summation of a vast array of social factors, mental factors, emotional disposition, geographic location and lifestyle decisions that span your entire life. Not simply an unchangeable prenatal design feature. Okay, your body type is not a life sentence. And so even chronic conditions such as diabetes type 2 can be managed and overcome. But let's admit something here. All right. And this is what I want you to, to, to take to heart. Just admit. It's just easier and more convenient to blame our lack of progress in our body on something that we cannot change or affect. OK. Or something we imagine we can't change or affect. But the reality is, in order to change your body, it really only takes two simple, very simple, yet very powerful things to make it happen. Okay? When I say it, it's going to blow your mind. Okay? Two things. Time and consistency. We all have time. We all have an allotted 168 hours in a given week. We all have 24 hours in a given day, what do you do with your time and how consistent are you in reaching your goals? I was talking to a, a, a client very recently and it's interesting because most, I don't care whether you're on the Atkins diet, a paleo diet, vegetarian, vegan, I don't care what your mode of nutrition and eating is like some people call it diet i hate to use that word i don't care what it is most of them are effective to a degree most of them can be used to help you get to the level of fitness that you want the reason that you don't get there the reason that you suffer with overweight being overweight and being obese is because you don't stick with it long enough you are not consistent with it long enough you have the time down because you're going to live and time is going to keep moving regardless of how you feel or how fat you are. 
but you're not consistent in the things that you need to do to make it happen. And until you get consistent, you will not see the changes that you want. Just period. All right. It's just easier and more convenient to blame our lack of progress on something we can't change. All right. Now, the two things, time and consistency. The thing about those two, as powerful as they are, neither of them happen quickly. Okay, neither of them happen quickly. You hear the saying, time heals all wounds. Okay, that may be there may be some truth to that, but time has to factor in. I don't care how fast you want it to go. I don't care how anxious you are. A, a really great example is your birthday. You know, for those that count birthdays or even a special trip or a graduation, it doesn't matter how fast you wish it to go. It will not get here until it gets here. All right. Some people are in love with Christmas. It doesn't matter how much you want Christmas to come around. December 25th, 2019 will not get here until December 25th, 2019. And it's the same way with your body. It doesn't matter how much weight you have to lose. It will not get there. You will not get to that place until you do the right things that you need to do for the right amount of time that you need to do it. All right. Even with a woman that's pregnant, it doesn't matter how quickly she wants to have a baby. It doesn't matter how much she's looking forward to a baby. It doesn't matter how much a family, a father and a mother are, are looking forward to their child. You still must go through the pregnancy. The pregnancy still has to, has to happen. The first trimester has to come. The second trimester has to come. The third trimester has to come. The delivery has to happen and it has to happen in an order. And occasionally you have mess ups or things that, you know, are abnormal and it comes earlier or later or whatever. But the, the normal thing to happen, the typical thing to happen is for things to happen in order. And it's the same way with our bodies. You cannot just think yourself into a thinner position. You cannot just think yourself into a fitter position. People who you see who are fit, who it seems effortless that they're in the shape they are, it's because they have put the work in. They have laid the foundation and they have been consistent enough to where, guess what? Their body now knows I'm not comfortable in any other condition but fit. That's the place that you want to be. You want to be there where your body has decided. It doesn't matter what you feed me. It doesn't matter what type of exercise you're doing. I'm not comfortable Unless I'm fit. And because of that, when I don't get to the gym, when I don't work out, my body is going to suffer withdrawals. My body is aching to get in the gym. My body is longing for healthy food. My body is is turning up a yucky tongue to junk food and anything that keeps me away from fitness. That's where you want to get your body. But that only happens with time and consistency. And because they don't happen quickly, it explains why you're frustrated listening to this. It explains why so many people like yourself give up so quickly. Did you know that on average, it takes about one month to build a pound of muscle? Yet it takes about one week to burn a pound of fat. And we're talking about um, in a healthy way, all right, and in a typical fashion. One month to build a muscle, one week to burn fat, which means that in a month's time, 
you can burn four pounds of fat and build only one pound of muscle. If I stop right there, it's glaringly obvious why people give up. It's glaringly obvious that people give up because they're looking for something to happen that just does not happen immediately. Four pounds. Imagine you're obese. Imagine you're overweight. Imagine you have 20 pounds to lose. On average, you're looking at five months. On average. That's why you're giving up. Because in your mind, you're not doing anything for five months. The only reason you even work as long as you do, and the only reason you even go into, into your workplace with a halfway decent attitude is because you're getting paid. I need you to take ownership of where you are physically. Take ownership of your body. The challenge is not building the muscle or losing the fat. Because a month from today, you can be four pounds lighter, you can be one pound heavier as far as muscle is concerned, have, a, have an extra pound of built-in muscle if you wanted to. So the issue is not building the muscle or losing the fat. That can be done this time next month. The challenge is deconstructing your thought process so that you can stick to an active lifestyle and workout training program for the long haul. It's not a quick fix. Anything that you see promising you anything in a short amount of time is what I refer to as a get fit quick scheme. Okay? Now there's plenty of time to reach your goal. There's plenty of time to reach whatever it is that you want to reach. I don't care what your goal is. I don't care if you have 150 pounds to lose. There's plenty of time. And this year alone, we still have about six months left before the end of the year. Plenty of time. The question is, will you stay consistent? Will you be consistent in that time frame to do the things that you need to do? Will you consistently be active? Will you consistently make smart eating decisions? Challenge yourself physically in the gym. Think positively for the time that it takes to change yourself. It does not always come easy, but it does come to those who truly desire it. Are you one who truly desires it? There's a difference between wanting it and truly desiring it. Because when you truly desire it, you are driven to make it happen no matter what. Your body type is not a life sentence. Say it with me. Your body type is not a life sentence. So then my question to you as I log off is what type of body will you create? Again, remember, fitness is a vehicle to achieve anything that you want in life. So get fit, stay fit, be fit, and I'll talk to you guys on the next episode. Yeah.